Hi guys, Esther Kesmer here and welcome to another one of my episodes. We've been talking about all sorts of things. We've been talking about gratitude. We've been talking about how we should appreciate more than expect because expectations lead to disappointment a lot of the time because we have high expectations of people and they let us down or we have high expectations of how something should go and it lets us down and that causes pain. And so we've spoken about how to appreciate more and that leads you to gratitude. And it's such a good place to be because it helps you overcome all these negative feelings that you may be having. I run for gratitude when I'm feeling angry. I run for gratitude when I'm feeling frustrated, when I'm feeling overwhelmed because that is my source of relief. That is my source of alleviating that pain if you like because then I start looking around me then I start paying more attention to what's going on I start living more in the moment and so I hope that listening to these past episodes when I've spoken about gratitude and appreciation and everything I hope it is something that you've taken on board or it's something that you've noticed or it's something that you've tried because it is amazing when you put your mind to it what it does and so what we'll talk about today is how you commit because how do you make that commitment to actually achieve something in your life and and go for it and appreciate it you know how do you achieve that and so i i tell people progress is everything to start with progress is everything when you're progressing you feel fulfilled because I don't care how small the progress is. When you make that commitment and say, I'm going to lose weight and start with five push-ups, that little progress you make is good. You feel better about yourself and then it leads you to be confident. And so today we're going to talk about how we can address that commitment, how we can come out of procrastination and go for what we want in life because a lot of the time we sit around and we feel like I was talking to somebody last night and I was saying to them that a lot of the time because they were like Esther why do you why are you always talking about life is short life is this you have six months to live I said because we do like we seriously have six months to live I mean who knows what's going to happen tomorrow the pandemic showed so many people that you know because i take life i live with a sense of urgency because i don't know what's coming so i make the most of it but then how do you make the most of it how do you avoid procrastination how do you avoid all these things knowing what you have to do but you really can't get around to doing it and i say one of the ways that we do this because i procrastinate as, as well you know i feel lazy as well i feel sometimes i just want a duvet day you know where i just want to watch tv and i'm watching something that is so meaningless to me but it helps me switch off it helps me chill out it helps me take that break but how do we do that and continue to achieve our goals that's finding that balance and i have found what has worked for me is and by the way this one is so important i would love 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 for you to reach out to me on social media and just tell me how you commit. How, how do you feel about commitment? Because 
commitment is that one thing that will get us all the confidence we need. And once we have that confidence, then we start to achieve our goals and then we start to love ourselves because then we're not, we don't feel like we've let ourselves down, you know. So it, it's really important to grasp this one. And so you find that with commitment, people are, because we do more for other people than we do for ourselves. And so that's why people struggle with self-care. So when you commit and say, I'm going to do this, you know, especially when it's for yourself, you find it challenging, you know. You'd rather go for a meeting that somebody wants you to go for rather than have a meeting for yourself and go to the gym, you know, a lot of the time. And so how do we cling on to that commitment? So I, what I do is, I do something small towards achieving my goal. So say, for example, I want to get new clients, you know, um, and I'm thinking, how do I do this? I start by just doing the flyer or the card or the, you know, I say, what is that one thing that I'll give them that they can read on, on, in one line that shows them what I do and what kind of value I want to, <clears throat> sorry, pardon me, uh, what kind of value I want to give them. And so I will... I will just go and design the card because when I design the card myself, I start to get excited. If I give it to somebody to do, yeah, they'll do a job and I'll feel like, hmm, yeah, but I like to do it myself because when I do it myself, I don't care whether it's a weekend or whatever. When I do it myself, then I start to feel how I'm going to really go for and speak to a client because I like to do that. That is like my thing. I like speaking to people. And so I like to challenge myself. I mean, I walked on hot calls at a Tony Robbins event. Boom. So I love that. I love to face my fears because that was, that was facing my fears, I can tell you now. And so what I do is I design the flyer or the card or whatever it is, you know, and and then I'll go and walk into a place, like a business. And I, and I love, you know, a business that I enjoy, that, that, is, that looks good, you know. I love things that look good. I mean, everybody does. But I love a good business, you know. It's really designed, so I'm walking. And then I'll see this really beautiful, maybe like restaurant. And it has like a nice cocktail bar. And it's so beautiful. And I'll want to go in there. And when I go in there, the ambience is amazing, you know, and so I'll walk up and say, can I see the owner? And a lot of the times the owner is there, you know, he, he could be the guy behind the bar or he could be in the room talking to staff or whatever. And they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, he's there. And I'll go and speak to him and say, hi, I'm Esther and I'm an accountant and I love your place because I really do. I, I love authentic stuff. I love authentic conversations. I don't like to say I love your place just because I want the business. I say I love it because I really love it because I know that. If I love it and I tell him I love it, he'll feel it. He'll see it in my face, you know. So I'll tell him, I love your business. Wow. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We opened, you know, five years ago. And, you know, we've been going and going and going. And the place is vibrant. You know, people are walking around. And I'm telling them, hey, how about I get, I be your accountant. He's like, oh, maybe I, I already have an accountant, but I never hear from them. You know, that's the big one. And I'm like, you will hear from me, trust me, because I want to come here and have a cocktail every Friday so you'll see me here, you know. And so 
That used to be my biggest fear. That used to be my challenge. I'd be thinking, oh my gosh, go out and get a client. But now, when I do it, I do it in small chunks. And when I do it, I do it in a way that I enjoy. And so, when you want to commit to something, just go all in. And going all in means starting small. If you want to lose weight, start small. Do five push-ups a day or five push-ups a week, you know, and then build from there because, because of the feeling it will give you. When you do five push-ups and go to work, even when you lift something, you'll still feel that muscle ache and it will make you feel good. And you'll even tell people, say, hey, I started doing push-ups. They'll be like, whoa. You know, and after a while, you start to see a difference in your body and you'll be thinking, yeah, and that's how you push your confidence forward. That's how it works. And so when you start to enjoy it, you start to think, do you know what? I think I should go for 10, you know, forget five. Five is making me look good. But how about if I went for 10? And that's your subconscious now starting to kick in to tell you that let's do this. And then you start to immerse yourself into it and you start to enjoy it. And then you do it more and more and more, you know. And so that's, that's how I, 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 I commit. And so when I'm committing to something, I have to make sure I can connect with it. I think that's the thing. Because sometimes you can say, oh, I have to do this thing, but it's so, it's not, you know, you, you just want to please people. Somebody comes and says, can you help me with this? And you say, of course I can. But maybe you're doing that because you just don't want to say no. And you're not even interested in doing it. You start to drag your feet. You start, and then it, it actually weakens your friendship. Because they'll start to say, oh, he said he was going to do something and he didn't. But it's because you committed to something that you're not feeling. You know, like for me, I love to feel things. Because I feel that's where the juice of life is. Anything, you know. Like the joy of my life is my son hundred percent. So I like to be present in the moment. When I take him for a football match, I want to be there. I'll not pick up my calls. I'll not do anything. I'll be in the moment, feeling the game with him, saying, go, go. He scores. He, he will run to me because he can see how much I'm immersed in the game. And so that's, the, that's where I feel you enjoy life, you know, rather than being somewhere and you're not. You go for dinner with somebody, you sit down, place an order and go on your phone. You know, what I do with people like that, I say to them, do you know what? Can we re re rearrange this when you have time to actually speak to me? And so that's where commitment will come in and you'll actually commit to everything. And when you commit to everything, you'll feel good about yourself. And then you'll commit to even more things for yourself because you'll see the results. And that, my friends, is when you'll start to feel life. But if you go for your friend's foot, son's football match and you're there and you're on the phone, you know, then where are you exactly? Because you're on a phone call and you're missing the match, but you're there for the match. So why did you even go? You know, and so people think they're multitasking, but they're not. I like switch off my phone and enjoy what's going on in the moment before it becomes a memory, you know, because all these things become memories. But the thing is, did you, were you even there? Like 
present, present there. Not physically there, but present there. So if you try that, just try that for a week. I've said, you know what? I'm going to have a conversation with somebody and focus on them. A hundred percent. I like doing that. I call someone, I focus on them, on their life, what they're doing, how they're feeling, why they, they, they're doing what they're doing. And I just focus on them because then I feel like we've had a conversation, we've connected, you know, because connection is one of the major, major human needs. But these days we are so disconnected from everything. I love to sit on the train and see everyone on their phones. I can guarantee it. If I went and did like a, if, if I went and did like a survey of how many people miss their stops on the train, there are so many. Because everyone is engrossed on their phone. They don't even know what's going on around them. Sometimes somebody will come and play some lovely music, you know. I saw that at the subway in, in New York when I was there in August. It's beautiful. People will be playing music, and then, but then people are just walking past on their phones. They don't even know what's going on, you know. But you're missing out. And it's probably an email that's meaningless, you know, that you're reading like for the third time, or you're scrolling on social media and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, you know, going through all these adverts that are, that are meaningless and you're, you're missing out on what's going on in your life, you know. And so I love technology. Don't get me wrong. I love, love, love technology. But sometimes digital detox works, especially when you're doing things. I love social media if I'm sitting on the couch, you know, I've had a long day and I'm thinking, okay, let me see what Kim Kardashian has been up to or what's going on on social media or what I have missed or what, or what the news is. And I'll just go on there for a short while. I don't make it my life. I don't, I don't move around with my phone just to make sure that I am engaged with it because then I am missing out on everything that life has to offer. And so digital detox is the big one, but that is what will deviate you from your commitments because you start to live a destructive life and a destructive life is dangerous it really is i've lived it so i know it you know i used to my phone used to ping and i'd keep looking at it you know and then i realized i was like why do i look at my phone whenever it pings does that mean that my phone controls what i'm doing sometimes i'm engrossed in work and it's very productive work. And then my phone will ping and my attention is gone. And I was like, this is not right. I have to make sure I'm in the moment. You know, if my phone pings, it can ping away. Actually, I even deactivated that ping. And I'm thinking, no, 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 no. I need to take control of my life. I need to take that control back. And so one of the major, major things of commitment is to make sure that you feel what you're committing to. You connect with it. It's meaningful. It makes sense. And that's when you'll go through with it. If it doesn't make sense to you, or if it's not meaningful, or if you're not feeling it, or if it's something that you're just doing to please somebody else, you will not commit to it. And it will weaken your relationship. And it will damage your confidence. And you'll lose faith in yourself. And it will affect you negatively. And that, my friends will derail the way you commit to something else because we love to operate using memory. So if somebody comes to you and says, hey, let's do this together, you'll automatically remember what you did the last time. 
And if the last time you didn't fully commit, you'll say, ah, you know, I, I, I never get, I, I never see it through, you know, and that's how it affects your confidence. But maybe you didn't see it through because you are not feeling it. And so we have to be kinder to ourselves and we have to leave the past in the past because you didn't commit to it then you're now a different person. It's a different day, a different year, and a different everything. And so now you can commit to it. Because maybe now you have the energy, the juice to do it. The only thing you can do when you look back, like for me, is to just use the experience and say, I know I didn't commit to it the last time. This time I'm going all the way. This time I'm going farther than I ever went. That's the only time I allow myself to look back. And so you will get the thoughts, you will get the memories that will stop you in your tracks. But what I do is I don't stay there. I snap out of it and say, hey, no, I know I didn't commit to it the last time, but who cares? That was me then. I'm now a different person. And this time I'm going for it. I don't care what happens. You will get that niggling thought. But if you keep going, that thought will get tired of hounding you because it will know you're not paying attention to it because what we focus on we magnify you know we feel and we magnify so if you focus on all the things that went wrong that's what will happen we have to focus on what we can do in the now but in order to get to the now you have to feel things you have to immerse yourself in things because when you do that, you'll feel the moment. And when you feel the moment, you'll feel life. And when you feel life, you'll start to feel grateful and say, hey, that was good. We went out for that coffee and we engaged and we spoke. And now I know who you are. Now I know what you're trying to achieve. And it's amazing. And I'm inspired. And I'm going to go for what I want, you know. So that's where it comes from. And so we're talking about commitment on I think I'll talk about it in the next episode, I think, because I love it, you know. I love it. And so I'll be speaking about it again. But I just wanted to intro it in this episode. I've gone to 18 minutes, which has never happened before. I think it has, but I like to speak like for 14 minutes or 12 minutes or whatever. I can't believe I've gone as far as 18 minutes, but there you go. Um, so I've introed commitment and I love it. Love, love, love it. Because I feel like commitment is the juice you get to achieve things, you know. And that's why I love it when they're interviewing somebody and say, so how did you start? Oh, you know, I had to do this and I had to do that and I had to do that. It's because they had the juice. They were feeling it. And when you see them talking about it, you see the excitement in their face. But how did they get that excitement? How did they get that motivation to keep going? Some hurdles they jump through are unbelievable to get to where they want to be. You know, you say, I got bankrupt. I lost my house. I lost my car, but I kept going. And like, what? I slept on the floor. I slept at people's houses, but I kept going until I built the business. And you're thinking that is crazy, you know? So it's because they felt it. They believed it. They could see it before, they, they believed it before they could see it, basically. So many of us want to see it and then believe it. That's not how it works. You have to believe it before you see it. But how do you believe it? You have to feel it. 
you have to see you you have to imagine it but you can't imagine it if you're engaged in your memory it just doesn't work and so to get there you have to learn to feel things guys i've done 20 minutes so that's it i have to go now i have to go and work you know and 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 start my day but i hope you've enjoyed this i love 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 this reach out to me on social media but for now take care and go for that thing think about any commitment you have and just go for it just start small you know do that one thing send that email and say yes i'll do it because that now is even a commitment and then celebrate celebrate each win but we'll talk about that later now i gotta go bye bye Hi guys, Esther Kesmira here and welcome to another one of my episodes. And today we're talking about what gratitude actually means. And this is because I've received so many uh, messages and thank you so much for sending through all these messages. But a lot of them have been about, well, so Esther, you're telling us that we should be grateful, but you know, I haven't achieved everything I want to achieve. So I'm not satisfied. So how can I be grateful when I'm not satisfied? And that's a valid question. That's a beautiful question. I love that because, well, you're not satisfied. So how can you be grateful for what you have? And the reason why I've been going on about gratitude and the reason why I'm saying look at what you have and be grateful for it is not because it's satisfying you necessarily, but it's because of what you have at that moment. Because a lot of us, we tend to focus on what we don't have, you know. I wish I had a bigger house, a bigger car, more money, you know, anything. A better partner. <laughs> but what it is, is that when you, when you focus, when you are grateful for what you have, then it creates power. It creates, it makes you be in a state of, focusing on what you have and magnifying that. I don't know if that makes sense. And so, example, if I focus on what I don't have, I'm going to get into a state of complaining. I don't know if you've met these people. They complain and complain and they complain about everything. There's nothing good in this world. Everything is something they should complain about. And that's because they focus on what they don't have. If you focus on what you have, you get into a state of gratitude. And when you're in a state of gratitude, you magnify what you're focusing on. So if you focus on, you say, oh my gosh, I have such an amazing house. I have such an amazing life. I, I, I am here today. So I'm not where I want to be, but where I am today, I'm grateful for. Then you're in a, beautiful state to move forward to where you want to go. So that is the whole reasoning behind it. And I'm glad that I got those questions because then I hadn't even gotten to a state where I was explaining it to this level. So thank you so much. And whenever you have questions like that, please fire them to me because when I'm talking and talking and talking, there are certain things that I leave out because I'm so excited. I'm so wired, you know. And so I like to explain it to everyone so that we are able to be on the same page as much as possible. And so with gratitude, it takes you to a good place. So it's not necessarily that you're satisfied with what you have, 
But what gratitude does is it puts you in the right mind to go after what you want. You know, if you're in a beautiful relationship, you have to be grateful for that. And one of the ways of being grateful for that is giving thanks. You know, give thanks to that person who helped you turn your life around. Give thanks to that person who has given you a helping hand. You know, because that's where gratitude will start to spring out from. And you, it, it, it will magnify your life and you'll start to live in abundance because you're going to want to give, you know. Because I tell this to my son every day. I say, when you see somebody who is angry and is shouting at you and is doing all sorts, it's because they're hurting. When you're hurting inside, you want to hurt others. When you're grateful inside, you want to give. And that is the beauty. That's when you feel life. When you're giving, it is the best place to be in life because it feeds the spirit, you know. That's why when you, when you help an old man to cross the road, you feel good. You know, giving to him, you're giving to yourself. And so you want to come from a place where you want to give. And I don't care what you're giving. So many people will say, I don't have the money, you know, I don't have anything to give. Yes, you do. You can give your time. You can give your, I don't know what profession you're in or what you're good at, but that's something you can give, you know. Example, like for me, um, I'm an accountant and I go out there and talk to business owners, especially I target business owners that are starting up. So if you're a business owner and you're listening to this podcast and you're starting out and you're thinking, because I know things like accounting are the last things on your mind when you're starting a business. You're trying to make money, you know. Accounting comes in when at the end of the year, HMRC are asking you for your account. That's when you're thinking, oh my gosh, I need to get an accountant and they're, they're so expensive, blah, blah, blah. So that's where I come in. So I like to target new startups who are starting out and I show them for free how to set themselves up so that by the end of the year they have everything and the reason why I do that is because when you set yourself up from the beginning then you're able to know how much money you're making you're able to track all your costs right from the get-go so by the time that year is up and you hear from the taxman and he's asking you how much money have you made, you're able to tell him straight away. You're not having sleepless nights staring at the ceiling in the middle of the night wondering, oh my gosh, where am I going to find an accountant who is going to tell me how much money I've made? And then the anxiety of waiting for that accountant to tell you how much money you've made is not there because you know, you know how much money you made. All you want to do is find an accountant who can submit your accounts, you know but you already know what's going on in your business. Then you're able to make amazing decisions, decisions that directly grow your business. So you're in a better place. And so I'll go to workshops, you know, I'll give my time for free to go and help these business owners. So I'm using a skill I've got. So what do you have that you can give? You know, so it doesn't necessarily have to be money. It can be anything that you feel you can give because I always have this question in my mind. What will be different because I showed up, because I was, I, I was on this earth, you know? You have to be doing something 
that creates your legacy. Something that, uh, how can I put this? Something that leaves a mark. Something that's inspiring. At least for your kids or for the people you're going to leave behind, you know. And also, it makes you feel good. When I go for a workshop and I help all these business owners, I learn from it. So you find that you're not exactly even just giving, you're receiving. But the thing is, there's a lot of abundance in life. But in order to have that abundance, you have to give as well. When you give, that's when you'll create a void and you will receive. It will come back to you. But that's not even what I focus on. When I give, I don't care what happens because when I give, I feel good. And for me, that's what I love, you know, helping others, seeing a smile on his face, thinking, wow, thank you. I didn't know this. And now that I know this, it's going to completely change my business. You know, that's, that's what I live for. Somebody comes to me and says, oh my gosh, Esther, you really helped me. And now I'm able to do this and this and this with my business. And I've managed to get staff. I've managed to now control my cash flow. That's what I like to hear. I don't care whether I get back after that because that's what makes me feel alive. That's what, that's what touches my heart. And I feel like I've done something, you know, I've contributed to the world. So ask yourself, what, what do you contribute? You know, what is different because you're on this earth? Will you even leave a trace when you go? You know, I know it's quite dark talking, thinking about things like that, but I do, especially when I had my child, I do because I was thinking, okay, so when, if anything happens to me now, then how will, what will happen to him? And that's why I even do this podcast because I thought to myself and I said, you know, my son is really young and he's going to grow up and maybe I might not be here, but what can I leave behind that he can listen to? And I was like, I know I'll leave these episodes behind for him to listen to it. So he can know what I was thinking. He can know my beliefs, my values, my ETC. And then hopefully he gets something out of it. But then more, more importantly, he gets to know me. You know, he gets to know how I think. He gets to know, you know, how I operated, what I was doing. You know, it's kind of like a journal, but I don't like writing. <laughs> uh, because that was my first thought. I was like, let me leave him a journal, you know, where I've written all these beautiful things that I used to think about. it. And I was thinking, that's, for me, writing is, um, yeah, it's really good. Don't get me wrong. Writing is one of the best things you can do. I, I write. I write my goals down. I write all these things down. But I like to communicate, to speak, to... I'm, I'm that person who will rather go and have a coffee with my client and talk about all this stuff going on with their business rather than send an email or rather than make a phone call. I'm that kind of person. I like to speak to people. I like to see them and feel them and see what they're going through and because then I feel I've connected with them. So I think connection is one of my, you know, one of my faves, if you like. It's a human need, but I love it, you know. And so I thought about it and said, if, I, if he listens to me, he's able to hear my voice, you know. Maybe if he doesn't, you know, we don't read, I, I don't, you know, something happens to me and I'm no longer here, he'll still be able to hear my voice. He'll still be able, it will be like I'm speaking to him, you know. And so that, my friends, is why I did it. But then more importantly, the purpose of this particular episode is just to emphasize how important gratitude is. 
you know be grateful for just being here because then that means that the universe has not given up on you you know that means that you have another chance at getting what you want it doesn't matter what happened yesterday or the day before or in the past that doesn't matter what matters is you're here and you can still go for it you can still achieve what you want to achieve no matter what you know as long as you're breathing you're able to still do what you want to do you're able to tear the whole thing down and start again and keep going and 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 still achieve it and so what am i saying what i'm saying is just be grateful for what you have and focus on it because when you focus on it it will magnify and when it magnifies you'll get more of it yes it's no it's it's normal to think about the stuff that you don't have but don't stay there acknowledge it and say yeah it would be good if i got a better boyfriend <laughs> or if i got a better job you know but don't stay there because when you stay there you start to get anxious you start to magnify that frustration and then you'll reflect it on what you do it will reflect our lives are a result of our consciousness if you live if you're a person who is because when you complain when you focus on what you don't have you get into a state of scarcity and when you get into a state of scarcity you believe that you need to hold on to everything and that's what blocks your good because you can't do anything good in the universe when you're in a state of scarcity when you're in a state of complaining because you get into a state of cynicism and so you start to think oh why should i do this or why should i do that and it, it, it trust me it's not a good state of mind because people start to stay away from you say if i i have friends i don't ring because if i ring them and and hang out with them they're complaining and I, i i just can't it's i even tell my son complaining is not a conversation i can't stand it and when you look at their lives their lives are sad you know and so that's why it's so important to not stay there yes you haven't achieved everything you want to achieve but you're on the right path and the only way to know the right path is to acknowledge what you have be grateful for what you have and then focus on magnifying it and making it even bigger and that's when you get to where you want to go but along the way you will learn to open your heart up to giving and then when you give you receive even more and you'll get into a state of abundance you 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 you'll appreciate that there's a lot in the world there's so many resources the it's a world of abundance and that's where we have to be but in order to be that we have to open ourselves up we have to give it all because that is what it will make you taste the juice of life but when you live in a place of scarcity you will never enjoy life you will never feel it you will never connect with it the only way to connect with it is to open yourself up and the most powerful thing powerful 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 is to give with no expectation of receiving you give when no one is looking you don't give for recognition that is not really giving that is some kind of 
mind games and politics that you're playing. That, that does not even serve anyone. And you'll not even feel good. But when you give wholeheartedly and you give everything, you just give everything you have. Just give everything you have. And you will feel life. You will feed your spirit. You will feel alive. You will feel positive. It will be so, so challenging for you to live in a state of fear, anger, resentment when you're in that state. Try it, my friends. Try. We have two months left to end 2022 in October now. Just give and see what happens. Just try it these next two months. I mean, we're coming up to Christmas. I'm going to be giving out food baskets to families that are going without a Christmas meal, you know. And that is one of my best things in the, in, in the year. It's, it's like my highlight. I love it. And now I've got so many people rallying around me. And my target is to give to 10,000 families in Southeast London. So what are you going to do? Just do something small, you know. You will get there. Because when I started, I was by myself, me and my son. Now it's a whole, whole community. So when you start to give, you'll get people along the way that will help you. People will see you trying to do something and they'll say, hey, can I help you? So now I have people. I have somebody giving me a hole for free for two days. Can you imagine that? For free. Because they just loved what I was doing. And so just start. Because I can't explain to you how I feel. On the 23rd of December, after we've given out all those baskets and we've given thanks, it's the best feeling ever. And so just try it and you will, and let me know, ping me on Facebook or wherever, on, on Instagram and just say, hey, Esterman, I did it. I did it. And you'll see how much you feel. But for now, I got to go, guys, and take care. I can't believe I've spoken for 17 minutes, but there you go. I always target 12. I don't know where the other five have come from. <laughs> but guys, I will speak to you soon and bye for now.